Welcome to the RedX Real Estate Podcast. Here, you'll discover how to create stability and opportunity for your business with tips, tricks, habits, and hacks from top performing agents. If you'd like to receive notifications for new episodes, be sure to subscribe on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever else you like to listen. And for even more updates on eBooks, webinar trainings, and other useful real estate content, head over to theredx.com slash blog and click on any blog post to sign up for our free weekly newsletter. Thanks for listening. Now sit back and enjoy the episode. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Red X podcast. Welcome, if it's your first time. My name is Andrew, your host for today. And joining us is Kent Brown, an agent here from uh, the Salt Lake City, Utah area. Kent, how are you doing today? So good, Andrew. How are you doing? I'm doing great. It's good to have you back on the show. We've had uh, Kent back. We've had Kent on the show several times. Um, if you haven't seen his past episodes, please head over to our YouTube and check those out. He's shared a lot of great information on prospecting routine and scripts. He's done a lot of live prospecting for us um, and shares a lot of good kind of objection handlers and real estate strategies. So when we're done with this episode, please go check that out. Uh, uh, Kent does a lot of great stuff with us. Um, today, though, we are going to be talking about kind of prospecting tools to help you maximize your time, uh, time management, uh, how to be more efficient and and really really get the most out of the time you spend prospecting. Um, so so Kentel and I will get into that in just a minute. Before we get started, um, as always, if you're joining us live, please, please, please say hi. Let us know where you're from. Nico says Kent is the man. There you go, Nico. Oh, um, so Nico's yeah. He's your number uh, one fan. He's your number one fan? I actually don't know Nico. Thank you, Nico. Very <laughs> Thanks, kind Nico, of you. for the shout out. Uh, if you're joining us live with Nico here, please uh, let us know where you're from. Say hi. Uh, give us a shout out. Um, we'd love to hear from you if you have any questions for Kent. Kent is a very experienced and seasoned prospector. He's a very successful real estate agent. Uh, so if you have any questions for him as we talk about time management and prospecting tools today, please put them in the chat. And uh, we will pass them along to Kent. He will answer them for us. We got a lot of people waving, saying hi. I love that. Uh, so yeah, join in. Uh, uh, you know, this is this is a participatory event. So please um, share your comments, share your questions. We love that. So Kent, uh, let's get into it today. Um, we're talking about time management, prospecting tools, things to help you stay efficient. Uh, I'm just going to kind of leave that as a very general prompt with you and uh, let you run with it. Yeah, definitely. So the, the whole structure of this, I think it was twofold. One, because I used to sell Red X. So I've, I've kind of dealt on the side of, hey, this is why you should have a dialer. And then I got into real estate and got the real world experience. Mm -hmm. of, oh, yeah, you do need a dialer. This is actually important. So rather than just talking about it, I actually experienced it. Um, so Dialer, let's let's dive into that. First off, Andrew, we we hear this all the time, or at least I do. I'm coached by Mike Ferry. Um, had a great pro coaching session just barely with with my coach. Um, real estate's a contact sport. Sales is a contact sport. So with that in mind, or in other words, volume. The more people you talk to, the more successful you're going to be in real estate. Mm. Um, Mike Ferry says this all the time, which I think is kind of funny. He said, you could literally walk up to a hundred people, throw up on them and say, do you want to sell your house? And one person is going to tell you, yes, it's just playing that 
that numbers game, right? Yeah, yeah, totally. So at Red X, you all sell a dialer. Mm-hmm. You have the single line, the triple line. I actually have two dialers. I have two ears, so I might as well have two dialers. And I do right. six lines at a time. So three uh, three is calling expired. The other three lines calling just listed, just sold. Wow. And that's just to get volume. I mean, I, I have to do a minimum of 30 contacts a day. Okay. My goal is to set five appointments a week. So, I mean, run those numbers. 150 people that I have to talk to, 145 of those plus are going to tell me no each right. single week. Right. So my question is, do you do that by just hand dialing and getting 150 no's? Because the more no's you get, the heavier that dialer becomes, or the heavier your phone becomes. Right, yeah. Especially if you're just sitting there dialing manually. With a dialer, you can set it, forget it, and just start calling and move on. So. Absolutely. So in the spirit of efficiency and making the most out of the time you spend prospecting, you're saying that the number one tool that you need is a dialer, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, think about prospecting. You're, You're looking for gold. You're sifting through a bunch of dirt, a bunch of rocks. I mean, think about a prospector prospecting for for gold. Right. I mean, buckets full of dirt, rocks, and earth. They dump it into this thing, siphon it through a bunch of water. The gold falls to the bottom. And it's just a little tiny bit. So imagine doing that with your hands or imagine doing that with a shovel. Right, right. Well, and I I think a lot of agents need to hear this because I think so many agents try to get into prospecting. They try to make phone calls. And even if they are using a dialer, they, they, um, you know, either have a don't understand or, or haven't been told or have a hard time embracing the concept that, yeah, you're looking for these nuggets of gold, right? Not every single conversation is going to be a good one. Not every single call is even going to lead to a conversation. So it's all about what you said at the beginning, volume. It's a contact sport. You need to contact as many people as humanly possible every day to find those nuggets of gold, to find those prospects, to find those people that are going to be willing to have a conversation with you. What do those numbers look like for you, Kent? So, so when you sit down to prospect every day, I want to know how many hours you, sorry, how many hours you prospect for, how many contacts you're trying to make and how many calls it takes to get to those contacts, right? Yeah. So great question. Um, have answers to all of those, but that brings me up to a point or that brings up a really good point. You have to know your numbers, right? It just is going to make prospecting a lot easier because and those no's won't hurt quite as bad. So for calls made, you're going to be about 10 calls per contact okay. that you have per person that you talk to. That's a live person that can make a decision whether that's a yes, no, I'm never doing anything, whatever that is. So 10, 10 calls for one contact. Okay. I'm making 30 contacts a day, so I need to make about 300 dials. Okay. Give or take. Out of those 30 contacts, I need about 70. Depend. I think overall, because I'm doing a lot of just listed, just sold, I need about 67, I think is what my number is right now, to get a listing appointment. 67 contacts to get one listing. 67 contacts, yeah. Okay. So is that a listing appointment every day? No, not necessarily. But again, I think one thing that we overshadow a lot is lead follow-up. If you prospect without doing lead follow-up, don't prospect. 
it's just not even it doesn't make any sense right so so out of those 67 contacts that you make um yeah. to, to get that one listing appointment how many of those other 66 are you following up with and and how do you determine who you want to follow up with based on the conversations you're having great question so out of those 66 that i talked to again 67 is going to be like yeah we're thinking about doing something right now go ahead come over mm. we set that listing appointment out of those other 66 probably four or five i will pick up to follow up with mm, okay. but they have to have a logical next step okay meaning we need a logical next step of why we're going to talk again and they have to have a good reason as to why they're putting off selling their home right i used to say oh it, you need to be at least a week out or 30 days out or else I won't follow up with you. Mm. But if they have a good enough reason as to, hey, yeah, we're moving in six months. That's our plan because that's when my job is transferring me. That's not in their control. So I'm going to continue to follow up with that person and create a relationship. Gotcha. So bringing this back to, to where you started the conversation off, Kent, which was with a dialer to help you be more efficient, right? right? Um, as as you're as you're kind of using the dialer, what I mean, what 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 are you saying to these um, prospects? I mean, obviously it's kind of chaotic, right? You said that you have six lines dialing at once. Um, how do you decide what to say when people pick up the phone? What do you say, and 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 how do you guide the conversations, and then determine if that conversation is worth a follow up, if a conversation is worth calling back or if you know you're okay just getting hung up on and moving on yeah so i think um with motivation comes cooperation so they're sitting there answering my questions i'm not pushing them to do anything that they're not wanting to do right i'm just asking them questions about mm -hmm. what they want to accomplish mm -hmm. and when they want to accomplish those plans right. so you need to follow the map motivation ability pricing those are the three things that I need to know to be able to have good follow-ups with you. Sure. So those, those are the three things that I'm really looking for. Hey, Andrew, you said you're moving to St. George. What's important about St. George? I'm just looking for some warmer weather uh, to get out of this, uh, you know, cold North Utah climate. And uh, I've got some family down there. So. Oh, very cool. So you're looking for warmer weather. You have family down there. What will be, what will being in warmer climates and being closer to family do for you? What's important about that? Well, it's, uh, I mean, it's kind of in the question itself, just my family. I, I love my family. I love being around them and uh, lots of fun activities to do in the nice weather. So, okay. Maybe feel like you're missing out a little bit. Absolutely. Snow by yourself without your family. Absolutely. <laughs> okay. So it sounds like you'd like to make that move sooner rather than later. How soon do you want to be in St. George? Oh, probably in the next three to six months, I'd say. Three to six months. Okay, yeah. got it. What What's important about three to six months from now? I'm sure you have a really good reason for that. Mostly my kids need to finish up school uh, and, and I need time to get the house ready and get it ready to sell. Okay. So if you could sell when your kids were out of school, make that perfect transition to St. George, and you knew that by not waiting, you'd earn tens of thousands of dollars more, would you consider moving up that timeline or would you still have to wait? Um, if it were worth my while and give me more money, maybe. But, uh, you know, I think waiting is pretty important to us right now. Waiting is pretty important. 
Fantastic. Yeah. Well, let's go ahead and do this. School's coming to an end, the end of May. Can we set a time to meet, let's say May 1st, I'll come through your home, let you know anything that you may need to change to the property. And then we can talk about logical next steps to get the home on the market prepared to get it sold. And more importantly, get you folks to St. George. Would that be okay? Yeah, I think so. Just give me a call or, a, you know, uh, late in April to, to set something up. I, I need to check my schedule, but that sounds good. Fantastic. Well, my schedule fills up pretty quick. Let's tentatively set a time and I'll follow up with you every week or so just to make sure that that time's okay. And if we need to push it out, not a big deal. Fair enough. Sure. Would May 1st or 2nd be better for you? Mm, you know, again, uh, I'm going to have to let you know probably closer to that date. So, okay. Let's, let's just put May 1st. Are afternoons or early evenings typically best for you? Probably afternoons. Would three o'clock or two o'clock be easier for your busy schedule? Three. Three. Fantastic. So I'm going to put it tentatively for three o'clock, May 1st. I'll give you a call about a week before just to confirm that that time works. And if we need to shift it in my schedule at all, not a big deal. Fair enough. Fair enough. So you gave me your reason mm -hmm. as to why you're moving. So a lot of times we ask, hey, you know, when you sell, where are you going to next? Your reason was St. George. Right. Or wherever you're going. That's a reason. That's not motivation. A lot of people are like, oh, the motivation is St. George. No, the motivation isn't. So you got to dig a little bit deeper. But again, motivation. Um, I forgot the A. Ability and price. Got it. Price isn't that important. I'll do that on the prequel. But motivation and ability on the phone are the most important things that you need to find out. Just to qualify or disqualify them from doing a really good lead follow-up job. Right. Right. Well, thanks for doing that role play with right. me, Ken. That was really good. No, that was awesome. I think, I think a lot of agents need to hear that. And I, I love the way that you kept asking questions. Like you said earlier, it's all about asking questions, finding out that motivation and kind of leading them and then giving them one of two options so that, you know, there's, there's less wiggle room for them to, change their mind or, 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 you know, avoid you and kind of, kind of, kind of reject you there in the moment. So for sure. Absolutely. And again, one of probably 10 conversations are going to allow you to have that conversation and ask those questions. The other nine just weren't interested, but that 10th person was like, yeah, I am thinking about it, but not for six months. And because it's six months away, it's probably not that important to you. Right. Right. So, but if, if we can create that bond in that relationship, the closer that timeline gets that six months is up, who are you going to hire? The agent who's following up with me on a regular yeah. basis. Yeah. And, it, and it's not, I mean, you already gave me all the information. All I need to do is say, Hey, do you have a really good agent in St. George that's already helping you out? No, I don't. Oh, let me get you contact information for that mm. person. Just wanted to give you a quick update on the market. Is the plan still to move in six months? Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. So, so when we started this podcast today, Ken, I, I told the audience that you, you've been doing real estate for a few years. You're an experienced agent. Um, what I want to do is kind of have you put yourself in the shoes of when you were a newer agent, you had just started cold calling. You just started using a dialer mostly for the sake of giving advice to newer agents who think that using a dialer is stressful, who think that making cold calls is, is daunting or tedious or, or, you know, uh, depressing maybe. Um, what advice would you give 
to new agents here? And, and what would be kind of your tactical advice as far as what type of dialer should they use? How many lines should they be calling? What is going to help them get used to doing these cold calls and these prospecting calls um, so that they can, you know, kind of build those prospecting muscles and, and get better over time? Yeah, that's a, that's a really good question. I, I think if I were to go back, I wouldn't have changed anything that I did. Okay. I did, I did three line dialer to start out, but again, yeah. had different experience. I, I did click to call when I worked at Red X right. and I moved to a triple line dialer when I got into real estate and I wouldn't have done it any differently because you just have to fail at a massive, massive level when you're new. Right. Like even, even today, that was what my coaching call was about is I went on two for sale by owner appointments this week and lost out on both of them because I got out commissioned. Mm. And so by failing though, and bringing that up to my coach, we were able to work through, okay, next time that comes up here and you know that that's coming up a lot in your market now, here's what you're going to say. Right, right. So I think having a script, failing a lot, and then having some sort of coach or mentor who mm. you can go and say, hey, this is the, this is the barrier that I'm running into what would you suggest? And then logically walk through it and think through it. Right, you want to know right. the line that she gave me? What's that? You want to know the line that she gave me? Let's hear it. I love this. So how, so Andrew, we talked about price and you're comfortable with that. And now we talked about the 6% commission. How does that compare with the other agents that you're interviewing? Oh, you know, I haven't really talked to them about, about commissions much. It seems like a topic they kind of avoid. Okay. Are you comfortable with the 6% and ultimately what you're going to walk away with though? Um, well, based on the numbers you've sent me, 6% is a lot, but um, you know, it seems like it's kind of non-negotiable. Yeah. Well, at the end of the day, it's the amount of money that you want to net in your pocket. That's most important to you, right? That's right. Yeah. And so this number on the net sheet right here of, 175,000 that you're going to walk away with. Are you happy with that number? I think so. Yeah. Great. Let's go ahead and sign the contract mm. Work together tonight. I love that. I, I love, I that, love so. that. Cause I, a lot of like for sale by owners that I'm calling right now, there's 20 other agents calling them for sale by owners do this thing where they meet with nobody. Then they realize, Oh, I need to hire an agent. So everybody right. that calls me, I am now interviewing. Right. Okay. Super fun. Anyways, yeah. completely off the dialer topic, but I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't do anything different other than fell forward. That's okay. all you can do. Okay. Well, Ken, I, I know you personally. Um, we've worked together in the past. I know that you are pretty resilient and resistant to um, failure and disappointment and those kinds of things. You're a pretty strong-willed person. How would, what would your advice be to an agent who is maybe a little bit more, um, you know, anxious about getting into real estate? Maybe, maybe they're more nervous to fail and maybe they're not really exposed to as much failure as you just kind of jumped into in the deep end. Um, what would be your advice to them to, to even warm up to that or, or to, um, you know, not, not get so afraid of dialing and prospecting that they just quit right away? So I was listening to David Goggins book today. I went on a bike ride 
And whenever I do anything athletic, I listen to David Goggins because he makes me feel like this big when I'm pouting about how my lungs hurt. Right. Um, but I was reading his book, Never Finished. And he said, when you do the things that you're uncomfortable with over and over again, your body create like it gives you just this sense of self-confidence. And mm. like, I don't like calling. I really yeah. don't. Sure. I'm, I, I'm an amiable personality. That is like my defining trait and very expressive. So I don't like when people get mad at me. Mm. But I know when I do my job, like at the end of the day, it just gives you this confidence, this euphoria of like, oh, I did something great today. I, I don't know. It's weird. It's kind of like when you don't want to run and you go on a run and at the end of that run, you're like, oh, I feel great. I'm so happy I did that. Right. I hear you. It's kind of like exposure therapy. How right. long do you think that agents need to commit to that exposure therapy on a dialer calling maybe three lines at once? before they before in your opinion can are they really going to start developing that muscle and getting comfortable with it i think that just depends on each person honestly okay i i think that here here's my one piece of advice i would give to a new agent find a script stop jumping around to a bunch of different scripts and finding that magic you know oh this is the magic thing that i have to say and everybody will come right yes. right the best, the best prospectors that I know, the best agents in the world that I know, all like all of them have a much higher fell rate than I do. Mm. But we all look at them and think, man, you just you've made it. You don't have a massive fell rate. You just say the right thing at the right time and you sound so good. Not true. They're reading the same scripts that I am. Like, have you ever watched? Have you ever gone to a cheap play? That used mm -hmm. to be a movie. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And you watch that cheap play and you're like, holy cow, these people are awful. Right. But then you go to the movie and the people that are being paid millions and millions of dollars are saying it with conviction. They're reading the same exact words, but they're convicted in what they're saying. Sure. So be convicted. Be convicted in what you're saying and what you're going to do to help them. And that confidence will come out over the phone. Absolutely. I love that. We've got a question here from Shannon. Uh, they ask, when the caller first answers, what are you asking that leads them to tell you where they are planning to move? It's kind of a script question here. Okay. Um, yeah. So how do you lead into that part of the conversation? That's a good question, Shannon. So um, usually when I call them, it just depends on it, it depends on the lead type that I'm calling. So that can change from each lead type. So let's say it's an expired. If I call Andrew, hey, Andrew, I saw your home came off of the market unsold. Was curious, did it sell privately or uh, is it still available? Uh, no, we didn't end up selling it. Didn't end up selling it. Okay, right. fair enough. Had the home sold, where were you folks planning on moving to? Uh, St. George, down south. Oh, St. George, that's really exciting. What's important about St. George? The heat and family. I see what you did there, Ken. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just, it's, it's transitioning. It's all about okay. transitioning. So really, you know, the first question that comes out of your mouth, they're going to be really resistant to like sure. for a just listed or just sold. Hey, we just right. sold the, the Andrews home over on one, two, three main street, four bed, five bath sold for 450,000. We know when one home sells two more sell right away. Who do you know that's looking to sell right now, Andrew? 
Um, you know, I'm actually pretty new to the neighborhood myself. I don't really, uh, I don't know of anyone else willing to sell or ready to sell. Okay. So you're new to the neighborhood. Don't know anybody that that's looking to sell. Well, I appreciate you thinking about it for a second. What about you? When do you plan on moving? Well, like I said, I'm pretty new here. So we, we just moved, we just settled in probably not for a while. Okay. So you're happy where you are in the off chance that you were to ever move and say to heck with West Valley, where would you go to next? Um, you know, I'd like to head out to, to Oregon one day, but that's kind of a retirement dream. So see how I transition into where you move, where yeah. would you go? Yeah. Yeah. I like that. That's a good transition. So very cool. Very cool. Well, Ken, um, we're running a little bit low on time here. We've got, uh, you know, five or 10 minutes left here. I want to give you just one last opportunity. Um, any final advice you want to leave with our audience today on prospecting tools like a dialer prospect, how, you know, anything you have to say on efficiency um, and, and kind of maximizing your time that you spend prospecting? Yeah, I think, I think the last piece of advice that I'd like to give is that we talked about the 67 contacts. Yeah. Again, I'm sorry, I'm expressive and ADD, so. No, that's all right. That's all yeah, right. We, we've done a lot of great stuff this episode, so. Um, so I, I think the thing is, okay, you're looking at 67 contacts. That's what I have to make. Let's say you're a brand new agent and you need to make 150 contacts per listing appointment. Mm, right. If you're dialing manually, and I know Red X has done these studies, you're going to dial, what, 20 numbers an hour? Is that right? I think so. That sounds right to me. And that is not a lot. So. Yeah, not a lot at all. So 20 numbers an hour, which means two contacts per hour that you're going to make. Right. With a single line dialer, you're going to do anywhere between 80 and 100. And it's all coming back to me from my Red Excel days. But these numbers are true. So like, yeah. I, I am I am confident in these. So let's say you're eight to 10 contacts with a single line dialer. You're going to make anywhere between... I would say 150 to 200 contacts with a triple line dialer. I usually average about 17 contacts an hour. Wow. So 17 oh. contacts an hour. If you're, if you're dialing, how many, how, how, how long do you prospect every day, Kent? Uh, I, I shoot for three, three hours. hours a day. So about 55 contacts a day, right? Prospecting. Right. But you also have to look at there. Some of these conversations are going to be really good. Mm. So you're going to spend time on the phone and that's okay. Right. You're going to yeah. bring down those averages a little bit. Right, right, right. So that's that's why I put time into that. So let's let's just say 15 contacts an hour on a triple line dialer, eight contacts on a single line, two contacts dialing manually by hand. So if I need to hit 67 contacts to get an appointment, one appointment to get it signed, I need to probably go, okay, let's say I set five appointments. Sorry, we're going to go backwards here. Okay. Set five appointments a week, two cancel, three stick. I'm going to take two listings per month or per week Okay, off of, off of that math. Meaning what's 67 times five or what's 70 times five, 350? 350, yep. So I need to make 350 contacts to hit my goal okay. each and every single week. If I did that manually, how long would that take? Oh, geez. Uh, like two months. <laughs> yeah. So 350 divided by two, 175 hours. Yeah. 175 hours. That's a long time. Yeah. 
But if what's 350 divided by 15? I don't know, but a lot more. A lot, a lot less. A lot less. A lot less, yeah. 20 hours probably. Better contact ratio. Yeah, absolutely. So let, let's say 20 hours on a triple line dialer. So I'm decreasing my workload by that much for spending $150 an hour. Like I, I would be insane not to do that. So if setting appointments and playing the numbers game is important to you and that's a valid part of your business, mm-hmm. then you should absolutely have a dialer. Like no, no questions asked. You should definitely have a dialer. If you're just signing up because your broker said, Hey, you need to prospect. You're like prospecting. What's that? I don't know. Call Red X, just sign up for it. So they call Red X, sign up for it. You're not going to get very far just dialing manually. Right. So, so that's what I look at. Again, I'm doing six lines at a time, three and three, and I'm hitting my contacts pretty quick because I know that I'm playing the game, which is the numbers game and it's a contact sport. So that's, I love that. that. No, that's what was a lot of math. And for all of you analyticals out there, I hope you just nerded off, nerded out on that, but know how many contacts you have to make per appointment and how many appointments you have to go on to get a listing sign and how many listing signs you have to get to get paid. And you'll see the value in a dialer very, very quickly. But if you don't know those numbers, it's just all going to seem irrelevant to you. Right. And again, if you don't know those numbers, why not shoot high? Right. Why not, you know, take the advice of, well, I don't, I haven't been able to track my numbers yet. I'm still new. I'm just going to do it for a month, two months, see where that gets me, figure out your numbers from there. Right. Right. Yeah. You can, you can pretty easily do it after probably three months. Okay. It's a nine real estate's a 90 day cycle. Right. So you're probably not going to see anything happen for probably 90 days. After that, you'll have a pretty good you'll have pretty good data of what you need to do and the calls you need to make to hit that, hit those numbers. Excellent. So first off goals, then what numbers do you have to hit to achieve those goals? And is that going to be easier with the dialer or without a dialer? With, I'm going to say with every time. Oh yeah, 100% with. Excellent. Excellent. Well, those are some great closing thoughts. Thank you very much, Kent. And thank you very much for joining us today. Um, to our audience, uh, if you uh, liked what you heard today, you want to hear more, you want to hear more from Kent, please go check us out on YouTube. Uh, you can just find Red X Real Estate on, on YouTube. Check us out on any uh, podcast platform that you like to listen to. Uh, we, we do audio versions of all of our podcasts. So if you missed part of today's episode and you want to get a recap, you can find it on YouTube. You can find it on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you like to listen. Please go and subscribe. Uh, check those out. And we uh, do this podcast every single Thursday at 1.30 Mountain Time, 3.30 Eastern. So please join us again next week. Uh, we have amazing guests just like Kenton every week uh, to teach you how to prospect and how to be a successful real estate agent. So Kent, thank you again so much for being here with us today. Let's and make it uh, happen this week, yeah? What's that? Let's make it happen this week. Let's make it happen. Absolutely. Yeah. Kent, we need to set up some more live prospecting with you. Is Agreed. What I think we need to do. Okay. I, I think, I absolutely think we need to do that. It's way fun with you, Andrew. Yeah, absolutely. Chat. Well, you Let's make calls. I love it. Cool. We'll keep an eye out on our YouTube. We'll get Kent back on soon to do some live prospecting so you can see 
how big of a difference that dialer makes uh, live on actual calls and uh, and then also get some some scripts and some prospecting advice from Kent. So one more plug. Yeah. If you guys want to know your numbers, Red X also has that pulse dialer or pulse tracker. Oh, yeah. It's track of your numbers for you. So you don't even have to sit there and think about it. It just tells you the number of calls you're making, contacts you've made, leads, appointments. And then you right. can break all that down and work backwards. Sorry. I love that. No, no, that's perfect. I, I, I'm glad you mentioned that because, yeah, um, especially if you're a newer agent, like we said, and you're nervous about using a dialer, you don't know how many calls you need to make. This will tell you down to, you know, the appointment, how successful your call, calls are and maybe how you need to adjust. So excellent point, Kent. Thank you very much. Thanks everyone for joining us. We will see you next week. Have a great day.